1: hello everybody welcome to the what culture gaming podcast i'm your host Scott taylor for joined by Ben turner hello there i'm kirsten ria howdy Howdy doody. Now we occasionally do question based podcasts every few weeks. You can go over to Twitter, you can use the hashtag WCGP to leave us all sorts of different thoughts and whatever you'd like us to dive into. Um, But we have to wait until enough questions have come in for us to do a full uh, show. So we're just going to get through them. Now we have submitted our own questions as well. Um, which we'll get to. I've just dropped them in throughout everything else. Um, but first one is uh, <laughs> whose name is Haley from Quarantine, an Um <laughs> What are the best nostalgic games to return to right now for a good mood boost? Um, they plan on returning to the supremely good Rocket Power Beach Bandits immediately. I haven't heard of that, um, but Kirsten, we should start with you.
3: Oh, that's a good question. Um...
1: You're having a little bit going on Resident Evil 3, but I don't know if that's the sort of thing that yeah. would be a good mood boost.
3: Yeah I don't know if it's a mood boost it definitely definitely is a little bit of a cheer up but I don't know if uh, I do you know what actually I I had went through like I was ordering a bunch of games through um CEX recently and I came across a classic Wii game which always made me just smile and it's Ghost Squad I don't know if you've ever played Ghost Squad the bell.
2: uh Benroy yeah. No, I don't
3: know about this it's like it's like an arcade game because I remember once seeing it in an arcade and it's basically just like an arcade shooter game you just go through each level and try and see how far you can get Mm. but it's a brilliant game and each level is like really good and like the more you like play it you accumulate points you unlock stuff and I remember playing it so much that I got to a point where I had my guy in this like bright baby blue like jumpsuit and i was killing everyone with like a little whale squirt gun and
0: yeah (laughs) okay
3: and like every time you got more points and you got to a different level i was like oh what can i buy now like you know let's see if i can get them a cool little outfit and yeah so if you've not played ghost squad on the wii i would highly recommend trying to get it if you can in the, at this point in time. But, yeah, the way you'd um, be yeah. able
1: to get a copy but you could probably get a whole Wii for like ten quid. Yeah. Be
3: fine. Yeah, I would I would buy a Wii for that game. Well it's all good, it?
2: a nice little segue from the Wii because I played a game that originally debuted uh on the GameCube but also was on the Wii. I mm. just finished Resident Evil four. And Ooh. now that while that might not be uh <laughs> it might not be some people a game that like to help them relax and stuff. For me I just jumped straight back into uh, 10 years ago, me... Actually, I haven't played that game now for seven years Way through at least, so mm-hmm. that was just nice to go back through there and get old Raymond Salazar and shoot him a rocket launcher and be chased yeah. by a man with a bag on his head. With a How sword. many copies of Resident Evil 4 do you own now? I think we last counted, and it was like 11 or something. <laughs>
3: <What>? <laughs>
2: from Well, from like... Uh, I had it on GameCube, Wii, PS2, iPhone uh 360 <laughs> it came out on iphone you can't play it anymore though because they have not updated it 360 okay. xbox one uh yes the two different versions ps4 switch got on switch you know for playing on the planes although the control scheme on that is horrible it's so hard i <laughs> put it easy but yeah about 11 of them now and whenever they release wow. the remake i'll have it again you're, yes. a, you're a slightly Ill, Ill man but very happy with
1: the <laughs> illness it's. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. For me, I've just been going back to. I mean, most I've been living on the Final Fantasy 7 remake. But um, if I was going to go back to something old school, it would just be Rocket League, even though it's not that old. Mm. Um, yeah. But I tend to just get lost in in multiplayer stuff um, because it's you don't have to worry about the story. I'm going to think about themes or whatever, and so I just sort of get lost in like Rocket League pretty much every night, um, and a couple of matches of Modern Warfare. Um, but I guess if it's like nostalgic stuff, then I don't know, the original Final Fantasy 7 because mm. it's something from even longer ago and the characters are dislovable. Um, next mm. question. Oh, my phone's doing a thing. I don't care. I'm going to put it in the recording while I mute it. Whoever that is, I don't care. Uh, next question uh, from Pinky What multiplayer games would you recommend for someone that normally plays a lot of single player content? I'm starting to think I should get into something purely for the social aspect of it all. Ben, or you play a good chunk of
2: multiplayer. Sometimes it's ah, not key as well. So, before. this is what I'm going to hit you with the one, two punch. <laughs> <laughs> five I've been playing through with, with my friends. Uh, we're getting mm. the platinum at the moment. So, Fair. if you want to play through with someone, just chat to them. Stick Resident Evil Five on on you know like a low difficulty, mm. or if you want a party atmosphere, Ultimate Chicken Horse and Gangbusters <laughs> are both great for that. Just uh, you can play online. Like obviously you could do Couch Cop, but we don't want to do that right now. So you can do online with your friends and just either trap them with giant saws and mechanical things. Or mm-hmm. be a Play-Doh man and just punch them in the face until they're dead. Gang Beasts yeah. is absolutely brilliant. The um, the um dev- It's not the exact same devs,
1: but there's a very similar thing called Totally Reliable Delivery Service that just came out, where it's all physics-based and you're just like weird little tiny marshmallow men trying to deliver yeah. stuff and everything. You just drop everything and you're trying to mm. hold on to like a hot air balloon as you've got your other arm holding the package and whatever. And uh, that's very similar to Gang Beasts. But mm. uh, Resi 5, yeah, is like a, great- has a really good split of a single-player style campaign that you can do entirely in Cop. Um,
2: Back when
1: everything had co-op in it, like mm, during the war.
3: They, I mean, like for
1: as much as like Resident Evil, the new ones get like chastised for being like all out, like all out action. I I still really like Resident Evil Five. That was the last actiony one that I thought they still did pretty well.
2: There's uh what what they call during cutscenes the. Um... Quick time events. There are mm-hmm. so many quick time events in that game. And last night we did uh, get killed by Wes Gertwald, well, say we, me, a lot mm-hmm. of times when he's going global saturation and he just puts his hand <laughs> through my chest and I keep missing it. And he, even to this day, he still does me over with it. I just it's don't not
1: have- a nice time, is it? Um, no. <laughs> Kirsten, what would you have for a single player, uh, something that you'd recommend for someone who likes single player stuff, but is multiplayer?
3: Yeah, I mean, definitely Resident Evil 5. That was one of my favourites as well. I mean, the amount of of times I must have dragged people to my house to be like, play Resident Evil 5 with me. Um, Yeah, so that is a brilliant one. Highly recommend that. And, um, yeah, just, like, cute little games like um, Overcooked is a brilliant game because it's... It's one of those ones that is just so funny and, and you kind of panic and you're screaming at each other, but you're laughing. It's, yeah, it's a brilliant one. And once this is all over as well, and you can do a bit of co- couch co-op, um, mm. another old Wii game, which is brilliant. It's had me in stitches before when you play it with a, with your whole family. It's mm. Boom Blocks by Stu. Oh Spielberg. Oh, God, I, I game. love that game. It's brilliant. I mean, the last time I played it, my dad managed to get hold of one of the little characters by accident, bless him, and he was waving it around. He like, I don't know what I'm doing. I was wetting myself. So yes, once we can all finally all get back together boom blocks you could, you, could,
1: <laughs> you could technically do couch co-op if you were on two separate couches and just stayed away from each other for the whole time but um That's yeah it. boom blocks was the weirdest thing because it was marketed as like steven spielberg's boom blocks but i think he was yeah. just, just he was like a consultant at one point but it's mainly just <laughs> like, yeah you use the we motes to like pull blocks back and blast into other stuff it's kind of like a puzzle thing um yeah. i would recommend um a way out which is the the follow-up from um yeah. uh joseph farris's game don't you ugh me <laughs> That uh, game is is obviously better than Resident Evil 5. Maybe it is. Maybe it is, Ben Roy. Maybe it's better. I don't have the energy to fight this. But yeah, A Way Out is the um, the game that you have to play in split screen. It has to be in co-op. Um, you can do it online, but um, the uh, the way that you get through that game, it's, you know, you're helping each other. You're sort of trying to break out from a prison, so someone's distracting a guard from someone else. And they just, they just go through every major genre, whether it's stealth or action or like third-person shooting and whatever else, um, but all through co-op. And I absolutely love the way that thing's set up it, it is just a single-player story, but you do everything in co-op, and um, it's really cool. I Next question.
2: To, oh, go on. Sorry, I didn't mind to crap all over your dreams. That I did enjoy the time I played play with my friends, and that it's just there were some sections which I felt were a bit robotic and just a bit dull. But mm-hmm. I'm sorry, and I think it ends really well. To be fair, like the ending mm-hmm. of it, but yeah, I think it's also really good. Sorry about that. Like, ugh. It is more than fine That game didn't review Especially
1: well So plenty of people Will agree with you on Ugh I just tend to love it Um, Next question down From Chris Lickley Who says During these strange times How much of an impact Do you think lockdowns Will have on the gaming industry Through gaming consumption And also through development Um, This kind of lines up With what Jason Schreier Was saying when he was Still at Kotaku um, That like pretty much Every game developer Or or game overall Is going to be affected By this stuff eventually Um, And even this morning uh, We put some news out Saying that Ghost of Tsushima Looks like it's been uh, Pushed back um, To about August um so I guess it's pretty much that. But do you guys find that you're lamenting every single delay or have you found other things to play in the meantime?
2: So I was when we was doing our charity live stream, that's when Last of Us 2 was announced during that stream. <laughs> I think yeah. if you go back, you can see the energy of me going, ah, it's a uh, What's your
1: heart in half? <laughs> it it
2: was broken in half on camera live and I <laughs> <laughs> and as much as I know that there's reasons why, like, first of all, like, you don't want to crunch people as much, but then again, they can't put it out now because physical copies getting it to anywhere, you, It's just not going to happen, is it? Mm. So yeah, I'm lamenting it, but at the same time, you've just got to sort of suck it up and be like, well, you'll get to play it eventually. Like video mm. games will return. Mm-hmm. It's more, I think this is like, we always say, this is the perfect backlog time or time to go back and, Do a bit more in a game you love and all that sort of thing. And that's Mm -hmm. what I'm trying to focus on because, like, if we go if I go to the next if I, I just want to play Last of Us 2 right? I, 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 I played <laughs> Last of Us 1 again and I want it then it, it's going to just break you down but yeah
1: mm-hmm. uh, I think going to take it as I- an excuse to like just dive into like Game Pass and PlayStation now and like mm. just yes. to, you know catch up on your backlog like nearly everyone who plays games on a regular basis has that to play pile that we just add stuff to and like, maybe you grabbed a few games off a of sale that you just got for the sake of it and you didn't get around to it and um, I just randomly bought Dragon Ball Fighter Z on the Switch <laughs> the other day because so I was like oh I'll just that'll be cool for a train and then I was like I can't even get onto Train, so I just have an extra copy of that game now that I can't even do anything with. Um, but yeah, uh, Kirsten, how have you in general been finding your time?
3: Yeah, no, I agree. I think there's definitely a few games that you kind of get annoyed by the fact that they have been delayed, but it is a brilliant opportunity to, like you said, go back, go through Game Pass, go through and rummage through your old games and just be like, right, what we got here then? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know I had that, and it's also as well like you, you find yourself playing games that you probably normally wouldn't because you're like, oh, right, well, I'll give this a try. Oh, this looks all right. I'll you know, mm-hmm. download this in Game Pass and stuff. And then you really do come across some like absolute gens. I mean, I've just downloaded a game. Um, I can't remember what it's called now, but it's a horror game. Never heard of it before. Probably never would have even seen it if, if none of this was even happening because I probably mm-hmm. wouldn't have been, you know, gone scouring through Game Pass. And it looks absolutely terrifying. And I can see it being one of those games that I'm going to probably end up telling all of you guys about being like, you have to play this now. It's really scary. <laughs> but... Yeah, so I think it's opening up a few doors, and there's probably a, it's going to be beneficial. I think for a lot of um sort of smaller game companies that otherwise wouldn't have had a look in this year yeah
1: that's a really good point like the yeah the amount of stuff like on the bigger side that's been pushed back just because of the the sheer scale of those games they need more time to finish development and they don't necessarily work remotely like Cyberpunk seems to be still hitting its date but obviously Last of Us is pushed back and things relating to like distribution but yeah I mean it's a a nice excuse to maybe indulge in some indies that you maybe wouldn't have got to before Uh, next one down is from Ben Roy Turner who apparently seems to be diving in with uh,
2: does video game (laughs) length matter Ben Roy you should Open this, why, why does it not matter? Um, uh, well, it's well, I, I think we all know why because re- Resident Evil 3 came out. <laughs> a little game for Resident Evil <laughs> 3 is re- recently just hit the store shelves or hit our digital shelves or mm-hmm. just been put for our letterbox, if you want to say like that. And it was, let's say, shorter than the average bear, it was about bit. about f- five to seven hours to play through. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the first going after that, um, as I put my uh, playthroughs up there, you can do it in under two if mm-hmm. you. Uh, either savage or decide to have an unlimited rocket launcher. Who that, that's fun as well. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I just want to ask this because I really thoroughly enjoyed my time with that game. Of course, th- there's the pinch of he loves Resident Evil, but at the same time, <laughs> it's like a dollop. So, yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Some people, the criticisms of the game was like, I, I never get to see the errors too much, but I like how the game is so fast-paced, and you like it, you're meant to have that feeling of just go, 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 and it's mm. a, it's not they've cut a lot of fat at the same time from the original but it's they're almost the same sort of length mm-hmm. so i don't know it's like do you, do you sort like for an inside or something like that or a limbo i like i love my short time games as well as like sometimes i know i'm going to play the witch free and try to finish that again soon and that's mm-hmm. going to be like well let's just recline a bit because this is going to be 100 hours let's go <laughs> yeah, as like, not going anywhere for like 300 hours so yeah just, well, this is me sort of like elongating and just saying uh making my short question really long. Uh do you, for you two, do does video game do video games, does video games. I don't know how to say that word there. Uh does the length matter to you like? Do you want do you if you buy a game, go in and out, I want a hundred hours or are you happy with twenty?
1: I think okay, so what do you think? Because I've got a bit I've got a very long answer for this.
3: Um I think it depends on I mean I'm one of those people that really enjoys a good story in video games. So I think if it's got a good story, then definitely the length matters because you just don't want it to be, you don't want to be cut off. You want to keep going. You want to keep experiencing that story. But mm. yeah, it depends on the game. If it's, if it's not got a great story and if it is just kind of more about action and stuff, then I don't think it matters too much. But mm. with games like, you know, Resident Evil, which does have a pretty decent story and, and games, especially like the Telltale games, which I personally am in love with, mm. they have such brilliant stories. So you don't want that to end. And you want it to keep going. And especially when it's like very episodic like that, every time each episode stops, it's like, oh, I can't wait for the next one. And, and that's what you're excited for because you know there's more. But mm-hmm. yeah, and I, I do think it's a little bit of, um, you do get a bit annoyed, especially if you are spending a lot of money on a game to so then mm-hmm. find out that it is quite short. We'll see. So, so this, uh, You if- do feel a bit cheated
1: yeah this is like a perfect segue because for me it's all about the the money like there's a mm-hmm. certain expectation for like AAA games or the biggest most expensive games that they're going to last you i don't know it averages out at about 15 hours but games like the witcher 3 obviously bump that yeah. way way up um but yeah for me it's money i just in for resident evil 3's case i didn't think that was worth 50 pounds or full price i thought it felt more like a 20 pound thing 50 it yeah. felt like dlc to me um so it, it has to for me it's it's all about price like i think that resident evil 3 will make infinitely more sense when it's on sale for that smaller price um but it's just it is weird because there's all these expectations around like buying like a, a premium product like you know this is a, a full price thing at like 50 60 pounds or dollars um and there's always like an expectation so i think that as you know, the, the length does matter depending on how much they get out there ahead of time and say, look at what game this is and how much time you're going to be spending with it. Because um, they can telegraph it up front. If they made it part of their marketing saying, look, we've kind of reused some of these assets, like, you know, don't worry, it's kind of mimicking the time frame of the 90s. And, but just you know, it's an excuse to do some more Resident Evil, then I wouldn't have been good that I finished it in like five hours. Um, But I think a lot of it is in communication. So I don't know, for me, it comes down to a lot of uh, price. I mean, when was the last time for you guys that you finished something that you felt was too short?
3: Ryan Reynolds
0: here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing
1: mint mobile unlimited premium wireless ready to get 30 30 ready to get 30 ready to get 20 20 20 to get 20 to 20, get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month so give it a try
0: at mintmobile.com slash switch
3: 45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees Promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com
0: hey
2: dave yeah randy since we founded bombas we've always said our socks underwear and t-shirts are super soft Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes.
1: Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to
0: bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass.
2: Oh,
1: that's
2: um, I maybe mean, you've never had that experience. I just I had that with Resi 3, where I was like, Oh, okay, uh, like that's kind of it. Gears of yeah. War, for, Gears of War, um, four for me felt like mm. it just was getting going and sort of ended. And again, I say probably Gears 5 as well, but at the same time, it's hard to detach that because I spent hundreds of hours in the multiplayer. So I think mm-hmm. I've I only ever feel it's too short when I'm sort of like, I want more of it, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. for me, I was missing certain segments of RE3 where I was like, oh, why weren't you there <laughs> but then again like this is a hard one like I yeah. I wasn't expecting one two punch like when was the last game you thought was too short <laughs> yeah probably one of the Gears games Gears 4 for me I'd say
1: yeah that's fair Kristen do you have anything that you felt should have gone on longer or for the most part were you
3: ready for things to wrap when they did no I uh, definitely think that Resident Evil 3 is probably probably the one that had, did catch me off guard because like you said because of the price you expected it to be a whole new game mm. and so to be caught off guard with oh like wait, hang on, it, how, <laughs> uh, why are you like, how is this, yeah, so, yeah, I think, I can't remember the last time that I've been caught off guard like that, so I think it probably was Resident Evil 3.
1: Mm-hmm. Fair, 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 fair. Next question from uh, James Walterson, who says he's rewatched all The Last of Us 2 trailers, and this is a very uh, law specific question. Uh, any thoughts on why Ellie is wearing a gas mask now, or why is she shocked that Joel is referenced as her dad in the camp? Uh, we can very quickly go over this. Actually, Kirsten, are you a Last of Us fan?
3: um i am i haven't i only played a small part of the first one and then i, okay. I think i got distracted but my partner played the whole thing so i, I ended up kind of watching it more than actually playing it okay. um and i I thought the story was brilliant so i i kind of experienced it more as like a movie than a game that's um, fine because
1: i was just i was just thinking of spoilers like uh in terms of like the, the um, thing um, yeah, no, um
3: it's very strange that she has a gas mask on the only thing that i can think of is that for protection reasons in that she doesn't want to be found out.
1: Yes, that's what I was going to say.
3: in, In that way.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that she's um, the whole point of obviously the end of the, the first game that she's the only person who's immune, um, and I would assume that they don't want that information getting out into Tommy's camp because then everybody will do nefarious things to procure Ellie's DNA or brain matter or whatever the Fireflies need <laughs> is to make the cure, and everyone will just start doing that. Ben, why do you think the same?
2: Yeah, it's totally there to if she's with people to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm not immune, and also like the tattoos over the wrist is also another big thing of like hiding the bite mark mm. which she got. By when she was a kid, so I think it's a combination of that, or either that, or she's hiding her identity mm-hmm. from someone, Right, either mm-hmm. hiding her ability or identity. One of the two, it's
1: kind of like, yeah, it's, she's kind of got a superpower in the current, yeah. uh, the way that the world's sort of laid out. And um, obviously, in the trailer, it seems like the Seraphites or whatever the enemy faction are realize who she is, know that she's a valuable target, um, and whatever that scene is, where they're it looks like they're killing Dina, but it, it's, I just hope that that isn't true. Thanks, we'll see. Uh, next question um, is from you, Kirsten. You said, who was everybody's first video game crush? I'm assuming that you <laughs> had someone in mind when you thought of
3: no, it. No, I, <laughs> I just kind of panicked. Was it Mark
1: Sony? Uh, was it Phil Spencer? Was Phil it Reggie Fils-Aimé? Fils-A.
3: See, I think it... it <laughs> um, to be honest, I think it probably was Wesker. Because Ciao.
2: he's
3: just so smooth.
2: You know, mm-hmm,
3: he's, mm-hmm. he's one of those characters that... Um, he's just so difficult to hate because he's just too cool. And, um, <laughs> probably a lot of girls that would probably go straight for that Oh but Chris Wedfield, he's so buff and I'm just like, no, give me a bad boy. <laughs> you, uh,
2: chains on Mr. Matrix
3: uh, evil genius.
2: Mm-hmm. You should follow him yeah. on uh, Twitter and because he's been doing a lot of uh, little mini series with him living with Wesker so the voice <laughs> actor living with the character Wesker in his house. <laughs> even Wesker was on Twitter, which would have been brilliant. No, but it's Chris Redfield's on Twitter. The, the voice actor of Wesker, he's been like doing those little miniseries, and they're quite funny, to be fair.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah, that was that's
1: <laughs> fair fun. enough. Yeah. I think me, uh, Benoit, me and you, we grew up in the age of '90s, inflato-chested women. So I don't know yours. <laughs> I think, I'm going to guess is from Resident Evil. Mine's just going to be Tifa from Final Fantasy, which is carried over to the remake, even though she looks <laughs> ridiculous. I've um, got
2: the pump top yeah. of her right now. This is Jill Valentine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> young memory uh quite liked to Valentine back in the day for more of the reasons that she was just a strong uh female character and she was a sandwich also I was <laughs> the age of uh, you yeah, know like five or six and it was uh-huh. what are you gonna do when you're a young boy you're going
1: to check out Resident Evil mate it's going to yeah. make
2: your life or Tomb Raider I guess and poke your eyes out oh
3: yes that is also
2: true
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you'll make it out alive next question down from Maxine Sternhorn who says Prince of Persia Sands of Time deserves a remake not a new game but give it the Spyro treatment and it would be fantastic do we have any other underrated or forgotten games uh, with unique mechanics that we feel deserve remakes or remasters um, now I did a list on this uh, a couple of weeks ago on it was like game mechanics we can't believe were left to die or whatever and I thought it's because I was playing Skate Um, And I absolutely love the old skate games. Um, But it made me think of, like, lots of other different mechanics where, like, whether it be, like, burnout-style takedowns um, or, like, over-the-top Uber tricks and SSX and stuff like that. So... I don't know, I kind of I would throw in just extreme sports games, but just mm. extreme kind of over-the-top games anyway, like arcade racing, uh, NBA Street type stuff, um, and just have like Uber Tricks and SSX. I wish that EA would revive the EA big label and bring SSX back, um, mm. not like the one they did in 2012, but just do a, I don't know, reskin SSX Tricky and just be as over-the-top as possible. But mm. um, Kirsten, what, Kirsten, what would you have?
3: Well, speaking of sort of like sports, Sporty kind of games. I uh, don't know if you ever played Jet Set Radio Station.
1: <laughs> yeah, but not, it, for, not for decades. That's like Jules' yeah. favourite game
3: it was on i had it on the original xbox and it was one of my favorite games so if mm-hmm. they did a remake of that that would be brilliant because it was it was quirky it was very unique
0: mm-hmm. um, it was
3: kind of along with the whole skateboarding but uh, roller skating and yeah it was just i loved the art style of it and the music was fantastic so yeah that would that would really bring back so much nostalgia if they remade that i would be so happy
1: nice benroy do you want another resident evil
2: <laughs> I mean, give me Resident Evil outbreak series, but I was just going to try mm. and pivot away from Resident Evil because I think every answer I've said so far is Resident <laughs> Evil. So, uh, if it if it wasn't as bad as I didn't remember it, did that make sense? Hogs of mm. War, but we can't do that now because that's just totally. The thing is, like, oh, yeah, Hogs
1: of War the the voice acting, the comedy, and that's yeah, pretty dated. But it was lovable back in the nineties where we just sort of went with it, or the early two thousands, anyway.
2: But uh, Singularity, I don't know if any of you remember oh. that game. Let me go back and rebuild some old Soviet bases or some old World War Two stuff, but like maybe give it a bit of a more of a scale so you don't have there's not one way but you can rebuild things and go your other way in reverse time and forward time and just fight yeah, like- through time
1: singularity was the last thing that or one of the last sort of shooters that raven software did which is like yeah this game where you're it's almost like bioshocky in terms of it's very atmospheric and everything um but you're trying to remix time on the fly and then there's a great twist at the end and whatever but you've got it's a it's a really good meaty first-person shooter except that you're remixing time to make things appear in in front of you and different and change the combat uh that way you're sort of playing through two timelines at once um
2: it's really cool before um activision just went to call of duty all the time yeah no do you guys
1: want to do call of duty for the rest of your days, because yes. that's all we need. Uh, <laughs> next one from Phantom Philly G, who says he's hearing rumors of the next Halo uh, multiplayer being completely free, uh, which feels like a trend with multiplayer first-person shooters. Um, it's good for gamers, but is it also good for innovation and creativity? Um, do you feel like I don't know? Because for me, I take that as you're kind of more open to try whatever you want and offer it up for free. And it's more likely that people will dive in and try it. Um, it just feels like something like the Battle Royale genre is just so overstuffed. But um, I guess, Kirsten, what do you think of... Um, do you think free-to-play stuff gets in the way sometimes of what, I don't know, like a certain vision for a game should be?
3: Mm, I don't really know. I mean, I think that they sometimes can get a bad rep, but I mean, everyone yeah. likes something free. And as long as it's well done... Mm -hmm. um and there aren't any bugs then it's okay but i mean at the end of the day even if there are you know it's free so can you really can you really complain when you're playing uh, as
1: as well like if something's free they have to have some other sort of monetization uh like storefront or something like that Mm -hmm. which means by default it's probably going to have a skin store or microtransactions or something um which can kind of get in the way but uh, yeah i think if something's free at least you can give it a shot um do you as a as a lifelong fortnite fan what do you think
2: (laughs) Look, I've only put 80 hours into Fortnite <laughs> and that's because I couldn't get to PUBG, okay? But now that's not the case anymore. So close. Uh, I would say the thing, the problem with this free is then it's spend 20 pounds on a nice thing you want your character to wear. I'm like, mm-hmm. there is, there's there's two things for me. I'd rather be able to earn everything, like like earn, earn like cool outfits and earn things uh, like, say, a little charm or anything, but that's just not the case anymore. So I'd say, I don't know. I don't know nah just just pack it in with the game like what's the point <laughs> no actually no make it free because if you're going to make it free and then you're going to charge people so like a tenner for a nice hat then do that just make it mm-hmm. free i love the idea of them like
1: meeting in the middle and bringing back mandated demos for everything because we've kind of yeah. they're going let them go this generation like i want to know what i'm playing um in the last couple of years they've brought stuff back but not every game is guaranteed to have a demo um which like i just i know it's hard on the dev side but i sometimes i just think that should be out there you should know what you're buying um Hmm. in theory anyway uh next question down from um actually this is another one from um from Oh, no, <laughs> a different person's name. This is a dude called Maxine Sternhorn. Thank you so much for the, all the questions that you submitted, but we have many from you, so we're going to dive in uh, to someone else. This one's from Steve Perry, um, who says that lots of remakes are taking inspiration from the best that this generation has to offer. So which older game do you want to see remade, but which modern game should it take inspiration from? So um, his example is Spies versus Mercs from Splinter Cell, but taking inspiration from Rainbow Six Siege. So I guess you you want to think of something that is old school and apply it to the way it could be done in the modern day. Which mm. is hard. Unless
2: ben has something. I've got one because I'm gonna cheat. I want Silent Hill to take inspiration no! for the Resident <laughs> Evil remake. <3. Like, laughs> yeah, just give me Silent Hill, but like make it nice like Resident Evil, you know. Let's do it. Mm. Let's do it. Let's, let's get on it.
1: Fair. I think I would take uh, Soul Reaver, but done through Dark Souls. Um, just take Soul but take Raziel and Kane, do that really atmospheric storytelling stuff um, with good meaty combat from Souls. But you have to keep the story level high. It can't be as sort of dissolute and. Uh, disparate rather, as uh, Souls is, where you're sort of reading item descriptions to figure out what's going on. I kind of want like actual cutscenes and stuff like that. Mm. Um, Kirsten, do you have any other combos or did Ben Royce steal your thunder? No,
3: he did steal it. He did steal oh, wow. it. I just, I do want more Silent Hill. Just I, when I was replaying Resident Evil 3 again the other day, and then I went back and I was looking at Silent Hill and mm. I was just like, oh, I just would so love to have Silent Hill but like Resident Evil, just just the graphics and just, it would be so beautiful. I mean, it'd be (laughs) terrifying, but it would be beautiful at the same time. And Mm -hmm. yes, just more, just please, 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 just do Silent Hill, please.
1: I mean, at this stage, the amount of leaks that there's been and rumours and stuff, I know they keep getting quashed and it doesn't seem like they're actually going to happen, but Mm -hmm. Silent Hill has such a bankable, it's such a bankable IP with such a massive fan base. At some point, it should come back around again. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to end on the question that I had, which I initially um, was going to like, Pose this at the beginning um, But I basically just want to ask you guys Do you think that um, chasing 100% And platinum trophies and stuff Is like worthwhile Do you find it enjoyable Because I have never done it before um, I've just never bothered I always get put off by Go get 20 collectibles And go find every pigeon in GTA 4 Or whatever mm. I just don't care um, but with Final Fantasy VII Remake, because it's one of my top two of all time, I was like, I'm going to go for the platinum. Um, and I've put about another 30 hours into that game just yeah. finding an extra dress for Aerith to put on or just like finding an extra secret cutscene to make sure I see everything. Um, and I think I'm having fun, but I probably <laughs> could have done so much else with those other 30 hours. But Ben Roy, I'll put this over to you first because you uh, tend to platinum everything
2: uh it's been a recent thing where i'm like i just want the platinum now if i like mm-hmm. that game enough i'm gonna get it uh in the case of the last of us i would say yes and no because it's they've got a crap list even mm-hmm. though like it's a game that like is my favorite game of all time mm-hmm. but it for me it's more you kind of have to pick the game and sort of like chart a course and say like okay well if you're gonna have to do it three or four times and you just, like look through it like, this time we're gonna get the like in resident evil 2 i did the minimal steps no open box uh under three hours all in one sort of sitting and mm-hmm. less than three saves to also get more items so it was all kind of like a walking the tightrope the whole time Wait a minute, one just... of those
1: one of those trophies was finishing a certain amount of steps
2: yeah <laughs> there was one in resident evil 2 remake for a certain amount of steps that's but, incredible but i'll say for the um uh when you said you enjoy you went back to you've, you're going back to final fantasy shall I say you're ah. enjoying it. you've gone over 30 hours I did uh Death Stranding in 50 and then went back and spent another 50 <laughs> minute because I just was relaxing listening to audiobooks and podcasts and just you know reconnecting the world and saving the Carol network once
1: mm-hmm. again one <laughs> bronze or silver trophy at a time uh Kirsten <laughs> where do you come down on 100 percent completions
3: yeah I think it's um I think, like you said, it's definitely something that's enjoyable and um, you do have such a great sense of achievement afterwards. But I don't understand when people start a new game and they straight ahead go into the I have to 100% Mm. platinum. Like I'm one of those people, like like I said, I love the story. So I want to go in. I want to enjoy myself. I want to soak it all in. And then once I've played it a couple of times, that's when I'm like, right, now I'll go in and I Mm. shall I'll, uh, yeah, I'll hundred percent complete it. And it is, it's good. It's nice seeing. You know, sometimes you get some little achievements and unlockables, which is always good. Like there's so some secret endings and cutscenes, and and it's nice to have that. But yeah, it is a little bit funny when you look back and you're like, whoa, how long did it take me to do? <laughs> three
1: like, hours wow. to get like three tiny things. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that idea of like, because Ben, were you as a as a devoted uh, platinum chaser? Have you ever gone for a platinum on a first run through? Was it awesome? You do after.
2: Uh, no, it's. I was gonna say it's much what Kirsten said. I mm. want to play the game and enjoy it first, and then sort of like eke it in, and then go back to it afterwards. Like uh, RE, the RE ones recently, I always play them through first, but I kind of look see, I look see what's coming. I won't mm. ever do the collectible stuff first time around because always then you just ruin the experience. I feel like. Yeah. But then yeah. I want to know as well, Scott. Is this after you get this first platinum? Are you gonna get the taste?
1: I guess we'll see because some of the the late game challenges um, to get sevens one is like defeating the hardest bosses in the game, stuff that does 9,999 damage. And it's just like, okay, cool. I guess I need to go find this one item that'll leave me on one HP so I can actually get through the fight. And that stuff, I kind of just want to see the back of. Um, But every time one of these things pops and it's like, oh, you've done all the side missions or you've found every weapon skill or whatever, um, I do feel the rush. I do feel the taste. Mm. I do feel like I want to get it more. So maybe, Um, but I don't know because, like I said, I've put an extra like 35 hours into this thing um, just to get these little (laughs) digital trophies that don't really matter.
2: But what about is that last chocobo really that hard to beat? Just slap it. It's (laughs) fine. I've heard they're just giant fat birds, right? You're not wrong, but you've got to go find
1: three of them, mate. Eh? They're everywhere. They've uh. just they've all escaped. It's a bad time. Anyway, let us know what you think down in the comments below. Yes, we are on the video version now. And you can also head over to Twitter. Use the hashtag WCGP to leave us different questions, and we'll dive into them in the coming weeks. For now, though, this has been the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I've been your host, Scott Tailford, joined by Ben Roy-Turner. Goodbye there. And Kirsten Ria. Au revoir. I'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.